Welcome everyone to the Luke Cage podcast by Fantastic Geek. We are the official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt and joining me is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Here today to talk to you about the cast of Luke Cage on Netflix coming September 30th, Matt. It's like it's right around the corner. It certainly will be. I mean, here we are at the at the beginning of the summer and that that at the at the beginning of the fall. But uh, it's going to be one of those things. Just uh, you know, in the blink of an eye, Luke Cage will be here, and we're certainly excited to uh, to watch the show, to podcast the show, and to uh, to to dig deep on this series. So, Pete, let's start as we look through this cast list here. Let's start by talking about the man himself, Luke Cage himself, Mike Coulter. If if you haven't seen Jessica Jones, um, stop now. Go back, watch the entire season, then come back and listen to this. Um, do you need to have seen it to get Luke Cage? No, you don't. You need to have seen it so that you understand what a tremendous actor Mike Coulter is with the material that he's given there and i am salivating over the chance for him to be a lead in his own series here i think he's going to crush it matt like so many of luke cage's enemies well stated there it's such a rare treat in fact i can't think of another example where as a series that is this number of months uh, away from being released and still very much uh, shrouded in mystery and who knows what it'll all be about and who knows how it'll all end, et cetera, et cetera, to already know this character very, very well as somebody who was, I mean, would you say third lead in Jessica Jones? Um, this I don't is know if I'd that- go that high, um, but but just to counter what you're saying, you know, tonally we're going to get a different show. I think in many regards, we're going to get a different take on the character. It'll be interesting to see how the character arc is different. Certainly, uh, I guess we'll say spoiler alert here, although Jessica Jones has been out for, uh, for goodness, since December, right? But November, but anyway. uh, <laughs> well, I, October, if you saw it at New York Comic Con like we did. Anyhow, um, which brings us to the September release of Luke Cage. Look, it's all connected, even the months. Um, but just this idea that when he left, uh, or as he was left in the Jessica Jones story, it was uh, he had up and gone and disappeared. And uh, to kind of have this mystery to last us until, uh, until almost a year later, three quarters of a year later, is uh, certainly a nice intro for the character and the series. Yeah, and I had seen uh, Mike Coulter in um, a couple things, most notably Men in Black Three, and you and you got a taste. But to get him in Jessica Jones, and and again, I I cannot be more pleased with uh, the the demeanor, the take on the character. So I'm very, very interested in what they're going to do, and and I think there's there's really a, a ton that is not known at this point, um, particularly how it's going to set up the, the final piece in the Defenders lineup in Iron Fist. It's uh, it's also worth mentioning, if only tangentially, that uh, when we did see him at New York Comic Con, 
he is almost bigger in real life than he is on the screen. <laughs> this is not a guy who's standing on the proverbial Hollywood apple box to make himself look a bit taller. They're not doing camera tricks to make him look broader. This is a, a, a just a, a very powerful looking individual. And again, so charismatic. Um, you know, you could see where maybe they would bring in somebody who was brooding or uh, something along those lines. But I think that what they saw in Mike Coulter was somebody who can light up a room and, and not just a bunch of bad guys. Next on the cast list here is Mehershala Ali playing Cornell Stokes, a, a nightclub owner in Harlem. And uh, Pete, I think certainly anybody who's familiar with, uh, with uh, the shows on Netflix will recognize him uh, from House of Cards. He's certainly been in a ton of stuff. Uh, Benjamin Button, I know, is one that you mentioned off air. Right. And uh, really excited to see him in the show as well. I mean, listen, as a power broker on House of Cards, there is Remy Danton. He's a quintessential, uh, you know, mover shaker. And to to get him off one Netflix flagship, oh, yeah, you know, we'll 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 throw him in in a Marvel show and have him hold that down. I mean, this is an embarrassment of riches. A guy who's been in, uh, you know, the final two um, uh, Hunger Games movies. Okay, this this is a seasoned veteran presence and a totally visible guy on arguably Netflix's best show. And, uh, yeah, you know, we'll just just be in this Marvel show. No big deal. By the way, Pete, digging into Mehershala Ali's uh, resume here, something that I thought we were going to – or I know that we would have said for the first time a little bit later in the podcast, but we're going to say now, Pete – Old, long-time listeners to the Fantastic Geek family of podcasts, even before it was Fantastic Geek, might remember him as having played Clarence Montgomery in the episode Clarence Montgomery of Alcatraz. Yeah, we've got uh, a couple of Alcatraz uh, alums uh, in this series, which uh, only heightens my uh, anticipation of this show. He and the other actor who will reference shortly, I'm sure, Pete, that they sit around, or, or rather, I guess they're done shooting, they <laughs> sat around the set as there was some lighting set up, or maybe you, know, you had to get, the, had to get the, the microphone to the other side of the stage or something like that. They probably were like, man, do you remember that really great, that really great Alcatraz podcast where the guys had such insight? You know, I wonder what ever happened to them. They probably just remembered the good old days of of, of Alcatraz and whatnot. But well, anyhow, kind of like when we were on Jorge Garcia's iPod. There's that as well. Absolutely, it was. Uh, uh, if only that show had gotten just a few more episodes. But <laughs> them's the breaks. But I think that you've you've got a couple actors who had titular episodes each of the. Uh, 13 Alcatraz uh, lone season episodes was named for an inmate or a guard who showed up in the present time from their disappearance um, in 1963. And uh, you, you've got two of them holding down uh, roles in the show, which I think is pretty interesting that they've 
been on that show. They've played prisoners. Prison plays a very big role in Luke Cage's background. Hmm. Hmm. It's all connected. Next on the list here is Alfre Woodard as uh, Mariah Dillard, a local politician, and uh, I mean certainly a, a a most respected actress to be in this show. Yeah, I mean to to reach in and grab an actress like this, you know, my my favorite personal role uh, that she's played was um, as Lily in Star Trek: First Contact, but you know, you you look at the litany of roles that she's played and then you add in the fact that she was in captain america civil war and she's playing there a woman named miriam and here she's playing mariah dillard they've said matt unconnected roles oh man pete does that mean i can be all upset because that means that there's not one unified vision created by created by kevin feige across these hundred plus episodes of TV and 13 films. And I should just, I should just geek rage everywhere. Well, how about this? Does it mean that they can't backdoor a connection and to, uh, in some way explain it? And then there's people like us who are going to watch it and attempt to connect any possible dots. So I, I think that's part of the fun of it, not the curse of it, if you will. I like the spin that you've put on it because there definitely there were some tweets sent our way that were all it, it was almost like it was like the angry breakup where it's like how could Marvel do this cast someone in another role after they've already been in one thing it's like if you can get Alfre Woodard to play uh, I mean I don't know which role came first I'm just probably Luke Cage um, but regardless if you can get her to either be third build in a tv series and or play an incredibly crucial uh role that needs gravitas that in many ways gives the emotional center to to captain america civil war or at least a center you go and get her it's as simple as that you worry about who she's playing later it just there doesn't need to be some sort of well is mariah dillard the life model decoy no no, no. it could just be they got <laughs> alfrey woodard for two different things. Exactly. And that's really awesome. Exactly. Pete, next on the list is Simone Missick playing Misty Knight, a Harlem detective with a strong sense of justice. Yeah, not exactly a newcomer, but not a person who's been in a lot of stuff that uh, people may have seen. She was on an episode of Scandal, you know, um, Ray Donovan, but you know, here holding down a, you know, a, a lead role, we're we're gonna get to see, um, again, this uh, this actress really kind of uh, come alive in Harlem. Next on the list, Pete, uh, continuing the Alcatraz connection. There's Theo Rossi uh, playing Pete. Depending on what name you want to give him, playing Shades. And uh, he, of course, uh, having uh, guest starred in, in a different episode of Alcatraz and uh, at the time was dating the star of that show, uh, has since uh, met another lady, fallen in love, gotten married, etc. But uh, he certainly is a, is a very, um, I don't know, he, a very gregarious actor, and I would expect that out of the character. 
Interestingly enough, he's also credited as playing Alvarez. Shades is a nickname, of course. Uh, one project ago, Matt, he played a character named Alvarez. But coming back to the uh, Alcatraz connection here, he played Sonny Burnett in two episodes of Alcatraz. They had him uh, pop back up uh, a little later on in the season. Yeah, this actor had played uh, a character who was known for uh, robbing people by shotgun. He had actually, before um, he wound up in Alcatraz, uh, kidnapped a woman and, and uh, you know, they had fallen in love. And it was this, this whole is his character, not the actor. Sorted tale. Yeah, uh, it was it was a good storyline, Matt, on a, on a show that should have gotten uh more episodes um and that he shows up in two um tells you that obviously they saw some worth in the actor so i'm interested to see uh, again with a with a large role here what he's going to make of it well i'm sure that's it for alcatraz connections pete next on the list is uh frank whaley also playing a detective uh rafael scarf the uh, the uh, partner of Misty Knight. He for me is most memorable <laughs> in uh, in uh, Swimming with Sharks, which is an early Kevin Spacey movie. Uh, he was also in uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, and- come on, man, you gotta you gotta go right to the Pulp Fiction role. Okay, he is the guy Matt who has uh, the briefcase from his uncle Marcellus, the character of Brett. But also known, Matt, for the uh, 1991 uh, Jennifer Connelly co-star Career Opportunities. Ooh, I, I must admit I'm not familiar with that, though, being a, uh, a, a Jennifer Connelly fan. And let's just say in the uh, poster for it, um, they're, well, they're putting something front and center there that isn't uh, either actor's face pete you also might know him from a little job he did for one episode (laughs) of a tv series in 2012 he played officer donovan in an episode of alcatraz he did and uh in maybe my second favorite episode of that series it was a bottle show and he played a uh a guard who had come back who was crooked, Matt. As as they are oftentimes. Pete, next on the list is Frankie Faison as, spoiler alert, Pop. I am a huge fan of this character actor going all the way back to uh, Silence of the Lambs, Matt. He played uh, Barney the Orderly. He shows up in Red Dragon. He shows up in Hannibal. And um, I can't wait to see how he's going to inject his presence into a 13-episode season. Also a member of the cast is Eric LaRay Harvey, who has a super long resume here. There's, there's Twister, there's Rounders, there's K-Packs, and, uh, and um, certainly a great addition here. Yeah, I mean he's he's got a pedigree. I can't say that I'm terribly familiar with him, um, but again, you know, to be able to load a series, look at 
the Netflix Marvel shows to this point and you, you bring up like a, a Reuben Matt, like we, we were talking before in uh, Jessica Jones or you go into Daredevil and, and some of the recurring characters that have popped up there. One of which I, I believe is, is in our cat, actually two of which might be in our cast here for Luke Cage. What? To yeah. what do you refer? Well, I first would, of course, be the the Coulson, the glue of the Marvel Netflix universe, uh, Claire Temple, played by the uh, luminous Matt Rosaria Dawson. Absolutely, so glad to see uh, to see that she's back. It'll be interesting, or not back, but that the character has returned to this uh, as as the character makes her way through the different Defender series here it'll be interesting to see how big her role is i think it was it was larger in um in jessica jones than i thought although i think it was only just an episode or two but it she was certainly... just the one episode wow but was the, it really the two characters have a, a history and uh i i think you're gonna see the direct outgrowth of that so that's certainly that certainly should be fun Pete, what other luminous presence uh, do we have joining the kind of larger Defenders uh, web here? Well, that would be uh, Rob Morgan, Matt. But uh, I would understand if listeners would not know his name just based on the actor's name. He's, he's not a big star just yet. But if I say the name Turk, you may want to bleep me out here, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Barrett, um, yeah, then uh, you better recognize maybe the most likable villain in the uh, Marvel Netflix universe. Absolutely. So glad to have more of Turk Barrett in, uh, in, in these Marvel Netflix shows. Particularly when presence. there might be less of Turk Barrett, given what happened in the final Daredevil episode, Matt. <laughs> This is true. This is true. Sometimes it's tough out there being a being a low level uh, toughy there on the streets. He could have he could have bled out given what happened to him. Uh, you know, not gonna not gonna ruin what took place in that final uh, Daredevil, the latest Daredevil episode. If you haven't seen it, but again, just another reason that this truly connected nature don't have to have seen it. But when he shows up, I'm sure he's going to steal scenes just as he did in two episodes of season two of Daredevil. Pete, anyone else from the the main cast, the guest cast list that you want to cover? It certainly, there's a ton of people in these upcoming 13 episodes and uh, anybody else you want to highlight? Well, just in terms of their inclusion in the 13 episode um, season, we have uh, Darius Caleb, uh, young kid here as a uh, character named Lonnie. Okay. And then we have uh, Kellen uh, C. Wingate as Matt, what is only described right now as a detective. Hopefully that's like a, a juicy mystery. It's going to be revealed that he's actually, uh, I, I don't know, deeply connected to the story or there's some big twist there. Hopefully it's not just guy named Detective who's in 13 episodes. That might be the most unoriginal character name ever. 
Pete, as we start to wrap up this podcast, definitely looking forward to, uh, to first of all, doing another Luke Cage preview uh, in September as we get closer to, to that series dropping. Also, definitely hoping that, that some of the, uh, the greater introspection that we saw with Jessica Jones, say relative to Daredevil, hoping that that continues uh, for, for Luke Cage, how, it's, uh, how it potentially could be addressing issues in the modern world and, and, and things of that sort. But uh, time will tell. Matt, I don't know if there could be a more relevant time for a show like this to hit the airways, particularly to hit Netflix the bingeable nature of it and everything, but obviously the race discussion that continues to go on in 2016 and to get an African-American hero here with his own series after having already been introduced in another series that, that only kind of had some important issues going on in terms of consent and all that goes along with that. I, I think they're, they're hitting it at just the right time and it, it's going to increase that discussion, which let's be honest, Matt, the, the Marvel cinematic universe has, has done a pretty good job of in, injecting current events and, you know, obviously reshaping them into their world and uh, turning them back around so that people can think about them. Yeah. Hopefully it, it picks up on, on some some substance from the real world and is able to have that uh have that dialogue with the audience and and with the characters and and all that so certainly as always hoping hoping to have a show that's about uh about something larger than i need to go get the thing or save the girl or save the guy or stop the bad guy you know let's 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 have some some meat on them bones pete Pete, wherever the audience is listening to this, just want everyone to know that you can hear uh, upcoming episodes of the Luke Cage podcast once that gets uh, rolling in September on both FantasticGeek.com as well as iTunes by searching for Fantastic Geek. That is fantastic with a PH. And uh, a quick peek tells me, Pete, that we have a couple of reviews, although, Pete, is it enough to be seen? We don't. We have not hit the threshold where suddenly the the ranking comes up. And uh, it bears mentioning, Matt, we are the only podcast that covers every single show in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the canceled but somehow on life support Agent Carter, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, soon Iron Fist, the defenders every marvel movie ever made um but we need your help do you like what you've heard would you like what you hear please go on to itunes and leave us a review and we cross whatever magical threshold steve jobs has invented and boom our rating will show up we were already the first luke cage podcast be one of the first to leave your feedback about this podcast Certainly is an exciting time, uh, whether you're listening to us directly on the Luke Cage podcast feed or or maybe you're a super fan of Fantastic Geek and you're listening on the pop culture podcast feed that, that gets everything that we do and a little more. We certainly appreciate you listening and uh, would, would absolutely love that review there on iTunes. Pete, what are some other ways that people can be in touch with us? I know what the most popular one is. That's talking to you on the Twitter. How can people do so? 
You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R-7818. K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, followers. Can't be wrong. And while I am personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, you can be in touch with the podcast in a whole host of ways. We are a fantastic geek. That is fantastic with a P-H. You can find us there on the dot com, the Gmail, the Twitter, the Instagram, and wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com forward slash fantastic geek. Click that like button and we'll always be with you. Well, with that, we will uh, we will probably not be talking more Luke Cage until uh, until September. You never know. Perhaps there'll be big, shocking news. Uh, perhaps there'll be a renewal for season two before season one even drops, as does happen sometimes. Uh, and we'll certainly keep you updated there. But uh, again, if you're listening to us in the Pop Culture Podcast feed, we'll be back next week with the next goodie. Uh, I guess with that, Pete, we'll just. Uh, We'll just say bye-bye for now when it comes to talking Luke Cage. Sweet Christmas. Christmas.